You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Wednesday, March 31st. As always, I am your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always, the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with more of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI and Friars on Base, or my more entertainment pop culture type of stuff at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse Play Disgusting, and more. Of this year, Lockdown Padres podcast, though, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, please hit me up on either of those two accounts with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have, and I'll do my very best to get back to you, interact with you, and might even answer your questions right here on the show. For today's episode, guys, it is Wednesday, so it is Division Day! Yeah! Woo! It is, uh, I'm being joined by uh, Locked On Diamondbacks host Millard Thomas. It's going to be a really fun one. But before we get into that, uh, just a couple of housekeeping things. This uh, opening day, I'm going to be going live with Millard on the Locked On uh, I'm not 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 locked on uh, the locker room app. I get them mixed up for some reason sometimes. You might you might understand why with those two names. Uh, the locker room app will be going live for a live reaction, uh, kind of during the beginning of the game and then after the game. Uh, both of us will be doing that, just kind of recapping. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I love using that app and hanging out with you guys and just giving these live reactions to stuff. I think is going to be a lot of fun. So excited for opening day and also probably for today's episode is going to be part one of my chat with Miller because we talked a long time. That's what all today's pod is going to be and then tomorrow I'm going to give maybe my thoughts on a couple things a take that I might have and then finish the chat with Miller tomorrow morning right before you guys can listen to that right before the game against the Diamondbacks start but I feel like I've been talking already too much so guys here we go all right back with another crossover pod this time we're doing it with locked on Padres Javi Reyes, of course. Javi, let's say what's up to the Lockdown listeners. <laughs> what's up, Lockdown <laughs> listeners? How you doing? I hope you're vibing, you know, because this is it, Millard. It's Wednesday. This, this is it. This comes out. One day away from opening day. It's uh, it's, It feels like Christmas Eve, man. It really does. It really feels like Christmas Eve. It feels like the eve of your birthday. Some would even say that. Whatever uh, you celebrate, it's, it's that day before. And I'm so excited. I'm going to be watching a ton of games. Honestly, I'm going to I'm going to be like it's going to be like NFL red zone type of day. You know what I mean? Mm. That's what's going to but for baseball, especially for the first uh, day. Um, and I can't wait. And of course, our teams face off to begin yeah. our respective seasons. It's uh, it's going to be a blast, man. Yeah, but you're waking up. You're going to have, you know, uh, Christmas presents everywhere, all over the floor, under the tree. <laughs> Your stockings going to be filled. I might have some coal in my stockings over here, you know, rooting for the D-backs this season. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. And, of course, you know, we got to jump right into it and talk about the offseason, Javi, because, mm-hmm. I mean, the Padres, arguably the talk of the town. You know, you can argue Mets or, you know, some other team. But the Padres, probably the talk of the town. It feels like they got the whole offseason started, honestly. They acquired Hugh yeah. Darvish, Blake Snell, Musk. Grove, you know, Hassan Kim, Mark Melanson, they had a, an amazing offseason. So yeah. what are your thoughts about the Padres offseason? And to say that, not of uh, Tatis signing a 14-year extension to be the cherry on top, right? Um, mm-hmm. Look, I, there are some people who will argue the Mets. There are H-Town wheelhouse at Lockdown Astros who will 
bring up oh, the yeah. most contrived of points. I don't know if you were there. When he, I mean, clearly he was doing a bit. It was hilarious. He's like, you know, I think if you look at it, like, you know, who just did enough? The Astros, maybe they won that, which is hilarious. I love when people. Yeah, it was on my locker on, room. He did that. It was on your locker room. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was so much fun. Um, but yeah, I really do think humbly believe. Yeah, they kind of won the offseason. I think you bring up a good point where they really did kickstart it. We basically had a month through where nobody was talking about anything. And the only baseball news was X team is interested in X player. It's like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? And I'm interested in making money for a living. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. what are the breaking news do we have? So it was a lot of fun. And then Preller, I made this joke last week where I was like, I don't know if this guy was just, I don't know if he got angry. He was like, you know what? He was like Thanos. You know, he's like, he's like, fine. I'll do it myself, you know, and then he traded all this stuff because he did the three trades of three moves in 24 hour period, which was incredible. And I wrote about this in a silly way for a blog um, when it (laughs) happened. And it really remains that way. The Padres really did declare war on the Dodgers. The Dodgers, of course, fired back a little bit, bringing back Justin Turner and signing Trevor Bauer. Mm -hmm. Um, And, there, everybody, you can take your shot now for everyone who's saying we're on a baseball podcast and we mentioned Trevor Bauer. I'm going to try not to mention him anymore because um, it's, it's gotten out of control talking Controversial. about Controversial. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit too much, I think, at this point. <laughs> but, yeah, the Padres offseason was really remarkable, man. I mean, it's hard to even look at any team in baseball that's had an offseason like this in a while. It's impossible to see one for the Padres that's ever been like this. I mean, you could say 84 was the last time. Is that in good company? Yes, because the 84 team obviously ends up going to the World Series. They have like a create, they have all the swagger, they have all these fun players. They got Goose Gossage and all those guys, right? I'm saying this that way. I get some street cred with all the old timer Padres, mm. by the way. Um, but it really is because I also think that it's an important offseason in the history of baseball because, and while that might sound hyperbolic in a lot of ways, which is fair. The this is the Padres, you know, they are not the Yankees. The Yankees are the type of teams that they go out and they change everything. They bring in Tanaka, Tashera, CC Sabathia, AJ Burnett, you know, all these guys in one offseason. And then the Padres, it's like, oh, we brought in, you know, um, Yen Hervis Salarte, like <laughs> from a few years ago, like that's our big kind of or one of our bigger offseason moves. And it's amazing that ever since 2015, it's been building up to this. Ever since Preller comes in, he fires, you know, you know, I'm doing finger uh, gestures right now, but he does the the Matt Kemp, Justin Upton, Will Myers, Craig Kimbrell. Doesn't work out, right? But then he reloads. He reloads, and then he slowly builds up. Then he signs with Shadow. They debut Tatis when they didn't even need to if they want to manipulate service time. And that leads to, I mean, Miller, I don't know if you remember last season, one of the bigger stories was the Padres were the winners of the trade deadline. And now looking back, that looks like a sparkler compared to the Adam bomb. That was the, uh, the off season that the Padres had this season, you know, Mike Clevenger being the big name. Guess what? We have you Darvish and Blake Snell now. So I really think that in a lot of ways, Padres fans should be excited. And especially considering how good they were last year and how much fun of a team they were last year, it has been a fever dream in a lot of ways. And I, you know, you've seen me in the lockdown chat, losing my mind uh, after every single yeah. announcement that happens. Let's just say it's been it's definitely been a lot easier to be happy as a Padres fan this offseason. And I know I'm curious to hear what you say about your team's offseason, because last year, if you remember, you weren't bullish on the team or you were a little bit. actually. Yeah, I was a little bullish. Yeah, you were a little (laughs) bullish on the team. But, you know, now it seems like that's definitely not the case for the Diamondbacks. So, you know, hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. 
All right, guys, got to talk to you about Built Bar. I've been talking about Built Bar for the longest time, screaming from the mountaintops how great they are. High fiber, high protein, low sugar, low calorie, best tasting protein bar of them all. And now, guys, it's time to continue Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup. Now, let me just talk about this really quickly, guys. We're nearing the end. We're nearing the finish line to determine the greatest Built Bar of them all. We already have Cookie Dough Chunk in the, f in the final. It defeated Cookies and Cream somehow. Somehow. And then we've got Mint Brownie going up against Coconut Brownie Chunk to determine who it who goes off against Cookie Dough Chunk. I'm rooting for uh, Coconut Brownie Chunk. I just think it's better. I love Mint Brownie. It's It's been the Cinderella story, in my opinion, uh, making it this far. But Coconut Brownie Chunk is just, it's just better. I don't know what else to say, guys. That thing really does taste fully like a candy bar. But if you guys want to keep up to date on seeing how this thing all shakes up, go to BuiltBar.com or to at bar underscore Built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar of them all. And one last message before we get back into the chat with uh, Millard. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Lockdown Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast or the Odyssey app. Be sure to do that, guys. It's really good. Now let's get back into the old chat with Millard. Here we go. What, what exactly happened for you? Because enough about me. Enough about yeah. everybody knows about the Padres. What's going on with Arizona? Yeah, Arizona had a uh, pretty interesting offseason. And yeah, I don't remember that trade deadline too much because of how distraught I was. The Marte Parte <laughs> breaking up at the deadline, trading oh, Starling yeah. Marte for absolutely nothing, honestly. So I was pretty upset at that. And I might argue, you know, the Mets won the offseason just because of Stephen Cohen signing. But to talk about the D-backs, it was anti-Padres. Uh, offseason basically we signed three dudes all to one-year deals all the dudes are 35 or older Trubal Cabrera Joaquin Sawyer Tyler Clifford for a total of eight and a half million dollars so it was the complete opposite of basically what Padres did we weren't going out there we weren't spending money this offseason the D is just not in a place where they want to spend money and they definitely proved it this offseason by only signing three guys to a total of eight and a half million dollars so they, they were good signings Joaquin Sawyer is probably going to be the closer for this team. Tyler Clipper just got shut down for the next six weeks because of an injury, so we won't see him. Cabrera has been killing it in spring training, so he's going to be like a super mm -hmm. utility guy playing the entire infield basically uh, this season. So he's not going to be an everyday player, but he's going to be you know playing every day, be a more platoon, you know, Ben Zobris, Brock Holt kind of guy. So I'm curious mm -hmm. to see what the offseason additions uh, mean to the team. Joaquin Soria might mean the most just because he's the closer, but it wasn't a very fruitful offseason, but... But I do I do want to throw it back to you just a little bit because mm -hmm. you did mention about how the Padres, you know, aren't a big market team and they're not the Yankees. They, you know, they, they're not a team that just goes out there and just signs people willy nilly. So they did all this wheeling and dealing. They signed Machado, of course, that big deal and Eric Hosmer. But they did a lot of wheeling and dealing with trades and they did it all oh, yeah. without giving up, you know, someone like Mackenzie Gore. So why can't other teams go out there? And, you know, poach these star players from other teams. Is it because A.J. Preller is just, you know, has a third eye that no one else can <laughs> can use? Or is it the ownership? They're just, you know, a lot more rich than we even give them credit for. Why are the Padres so successful, you know, right now making all these moves? 
Yeah, he's, I mean, AJ Pell, you're right. He has his third eye open. He has solved the life equation. He's the only one smart enough to pull off these moves. No, in all seriousness, though. Uh, I mean, a- Preller, I mean, you know, I, I don't have to talk. I've been begging for him to murder me uh, in my reactions famously on Twitter, <laughs> which I haven't done in a while because I'm waiting for another Preller bomb because who knows? That's how crazy of a GM he is. That's It's become a thing on Padres Twitter wherever, like, people will screech. Like, Padres Twitter is really funny, even if it's a little malicious and, like, the wild west out there sometimes they screenshot every time he's at the games and if he just looks at his phone and is on a call they're like he just traded for josh Hader." <laughs> like everyone's like and what's funny is that's not too far of a stretch anymore with this guy the way i say it is this and i don't want to repeat my same talking point too much but i kind of have to because all of your listeners haven't necessarily heard it and mm-hmm. that's that on one hand i think probably is brilliant I think that he's in the S tier of GMs currently. You have to put him in the S tier, not the top one, but then not like the best of the best, but in the best tier, I would say of GMs and in, in baseball right now, I think you got to give him credit. You got to give the Sidlers credit for clearly being willing to spend money. The Padres freaking salary is like now in the top 10, which is nothing that we're, we're used to. And they're spending money. There's cause I remember heading into last year. I was like, ah, one thing I am worried about is, Kind of a swing and miss on Eric Hosmer. Kind of a swing and miss on Will Myers and Manny Machado's first year. While, I don't know if you saw the group that someone put all overrated team uh, and it was Machado for third base all overrated. Yeah. If, all right, talk to me when you find a guy who bats 250 slashes with a 330 odd base and 33 home runs. That, that's, that's the worst season ever. Like, wow, what a down season. Okay, anyway, moving on. Um, but since it was kind of like, a uh, this guy didn't do too much for his first year, was ownership going to be like, all right, buddy. Scale it back. You had all we gave you money, but look what happened. And instead, it went the complete opposite direction. You Darvish has a big salary. They just gave Tatis that big extension. So you got to give credit to ownership, which is something that I know people in the lockdown community we don't like doing, and justifiably so. On the other hand, while you should give credit to the Padres for why, what they've been able to pull off, I do believe that fans should be looking at their own teams and being like part of the reason why the Padres are able to do this is because other teams don't want to. And I mean that in terms of, I'm not talking about Pittsburgh. I'm not talking about Detroit. I'm not talking about Seattle. I am talking about teams like Cleveland Mm -hmm. teams like Tampa Bay, these teams that are, yeah, these teams that are, you know, and one of them directly related to the Padres with Tampa Bay. This Mm -hmm. is a team that was in the world series and they decided we are getting rid of, one of our best players. They're ace. In, they're ace. Tyler Glass now, everyone's saying he's better or could be better. Sure, fine, whatever. I don't I don't want to... Okay, whatever. They're both in the same tier as of right now, right? And I, I think Glass now could be a sleeper for being... Not even a sleeper. He's not a sleeper anymore. Everyone knows he could win the Cy Young. But people should be looking at that. In other sports, you really do not have this happening. You do not have in the NBA where a team like the Brooklyn Nets... They're like, I got an idea. We're going to trade Kyrie Irving away and for picks in 2026. While in baseball, the literal team that was representing the American League in the World Series decided to give up their best player for money reasons. And by the way, Blake Snell's contract is very team friendly right now. It's only three more years. I think this year he makes 12 million and then next year it's about 15 million. But it's only a year after that, right? Only three year deal that he has remaining. So it's an unbelievable steal in that respect. The issue, the the Tampa Bay Rays, if baseball wasn't clearly having some sort of collusion effort and teams, you know, not wanting to spend money, not trying, the Tampa Bay Rays three days into the winter meetings go and sign George Springer. Three days. 
It's just immediately. They're like, we're getting one of the best free agents on the market. If they don't do more than that, fine. But they're the ones that are aggressive. Instead, it's like, what did the Tampa Bay Rays do exactly? Oh, they brought in Chris Archer. And I still think they'll be a good team. But this idea that you were in the World Series and now you have to start planning for 2025, like why? That doesn't make any sense to me. So while people should be praising the Padres, I think they are. But people also should be like, they're one of the reasons they're able to do this is because they're trying and other teams aren't. I do not believe there is that much of a disparity where other teams like Cleveland and, and Tampa Bay and I, I don't know, like you could even say the the Cubs are another good example um, that they have to just give up. No, you guys have talent. There's just a thing going on in baseball right now where teams don't want to spend money. So it's great to reward the Padres. I am certainly enjoying it, uh, but also people need to keep in mind that there's a weird thing going on in baseball right now. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Really quickly, guys, betonline.ag, it is fantastic, let me tell you. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football has been over for a whole long time now, but the NBA, college basketball with all this March Madness craziness, the NHL is in full swing, and of course, baseball's coming back all right this week. But not only that, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They really have everything you want with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember to use the promo code Locked On whenever you're doing stuff on that old wonderful site. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, and the pandemic definitely hurt, but the sport Mm -hmm. is going to bounce back. The sport Mm -hmm. pre-pandemic was making just as much as the NBA in terms of revenue. I think if not more than the NBA in terms of revenue, pulling in billions of dollars. So the money is there. The owners have the money. Not every franchise has the money. I mean, Tampa Bay, I mean, they do have to pay their fans to come watch their game. So I kind of get it maybe from Tampa Bay's perspective because they always seem to flip their dudes before they have to pay them like Mm -hmm. a David Price or something like that. But Mm -hmm. uh, these other teams like a Boston who traded Mookie Betts like, that made absolutely no sense. And they're a big market team. You would assume they yeah. have all the money in the world. And then the other part of this is they're not only just trading these players. They trade them. They continue to pay their salaries. And then they don't even get a good return back. That Nolan yeah. Arenado trade, they don't even you know, net back a, a top you know, a prospect in the deal. How do the Padres mm-hmm. uh, make all these moves, trade for two Cy Young caliber players, and not even give up their best pitching prospect, mm-hmm. Mackenzie Gore? That's that's really the part I don't understand. In the NBA, if a guy like Anthony Davis requests a trade, you know, the Pelicans are getting everything the Lakers have in terms of assets, mm-hmm. picks, players. In baseball, you just don't see that. You don't see a, you know, a team poaching the top three, four prospects in another team's organization. And it's always like, yeah, just give me your 15th best prospect and your 20th best prospect. And we'll just call it a deal and we'll pay for half the dude's salary still. So that's probably my biggest issue with these deals, honestly. It's not just the fact that they don't want to pay them, that they trade them, continue to pay them, and don't even get a good return back on yeah. these franchise cornerstone investments, honestly. Absolutely. It's it's an issue, though. And then the Mookie Betts thing, then they have the gall last year heading into the season to, to raise ticket prices. Obviously, before COVID stuff, it's like, yeah, yeah we're going to get rid of our guy who it might be potentially like a Hall of Fame caliber talent and get, you know, Alex Verdugo was pretty good last year, but you're not really getting too much in comparison to how much you're losing. And then you're going to raise ticket prices. That's what shows you that is the most damning fact when you see that they are charging more for providing you less and that they show that they don't want to pay more. And then you see things like they don't want the DH. Of course, baseball actually wants the DH. They just want to try and get expanded postseasons and stuff like that in baseball, which would, 
you know, it's just this whole the MLB and, and over the course of baseball, you can really look at how baseball, the MLB PA and the MLB are always fighting, right? That just seems to be a constant, right? We've had lockouts and all that stuff before, but mm-hmm. baseball really is in this spot. Baseball is acting like they're winning and they have the ability to do this. It's like, no, you guys are actually declining a bit. And when you look at your metrics and your demographics, the sport is definitely not as popular as it once was. And you're losing the most important demographic, which is people that are friggin' young, you know, and all, if all you're capturing in this is this older audience and relying on that older audience to pass it down to people like you and me to the point where, unfortunately, we grew up watching baseball. So, you know, I've tried not tried, but I've had like an up and down relationship with baseball in my life where, you know, first to fifth grade loved it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then sixth and seventh grade uh, fell off a little bit. Then eighth grade all the way to my soft by my freshman year of high school you know, was good with it. Then sophomore, junior year, and then senior year, I came back and then freshman year where I'm like, I'm always going in and out where I'm like, this sport seems to hate me. Like it Mm -hmm. seems like you guys hate your fans almost. And I'm back now, obviously, because I host this podcast, as you can tell. So, you know, they keep suckering me and they're like the candy corn of sports where I just, I keep coming back for better or worse. A lot of times, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's very, it's sad. It's sad, and I think that teams need to realize your teams could do this. Oakland A's, yes, you guys definitely – your owner is like one of the five richest in in the league. He could – you're telling me you can only pay Marcus Simeon a one-year deal, and the only way you could do that is paying him $1 over the course of 10 years? Like each year, $1 increments? Are you kidding me? No, they could spend more. Do not let them convince you that – yes, did they lose some money last year? Sure, but find me – Uh, if you could get them behind closed doors yeah people who invest you're telling me that you've never had a down year or a down time of course you do that doesn't mean that you sell completely and start acting it's no it's this all part of this thing because they don't want to start paying players and they want to cut down on the the cost of things they just signed like a billion dollar um tv deal tv deal and that's not even taking into account sponsorships and all the coverage and all these other things that you're going to work into that's just the tv rights so that's what's crazy about baseball is them acting like it's it's like everybody had a bad year. Everybody had a bad year, you know, and guess who Except had more of a bad year? Regular people, you know, and they don't even want to pay for minor leaguers. The, the Padres, believe it or not, were one of the few teams that were like, we're paying our employees up until like October. All the people that work the stadium stuff like they did do that. They're trying to earn goodwill and hopefully nothing really bad happens. Uh, right now, they're at 100 percent approval rating. Nobody seems to have beef with the Padres, but make no mistake. Teams have money. I'm not complaining when teams that are clearly in a rebuild like Detroit, that they don't go out and sign seven guys because then you'll find yourself in a situation that isn't great. You have all these guys that are like 30 getting paid and you don't have enough young core talent. It's the teams like Cleveland. It's the teams like certainly Tampa Bay and Chicago Cubs to a degree that show you the direction baseball is going in and which is a direction of being very anti-fan and very much just wanting to make as much money as possible. And Rob Manfred is a big reason to do with that. Um, and wow, I am getting on a very anti, hopefully they don't send the people after me. <laughs> Anti-Manfred? Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> the, the anti-Manfred thing, uh, which is almost been, you know, talked about ad nausea, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I just, I really bit. think it is important to stress that. All right, guys, that is it for part one of my discussion with Sir Millard Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks. Before we talk about some final last bunch of things I need to talk to you about, guys, you know, I don't know if you heard. 
But uh, baseball's coming back tomorrow. And you know who has you covered? The Locked On MLB Division Preview Series on the Locked On MLB podcast feed. Every episode from now until the 31st features in-depth looks at each team in every division, including today's, which is the NL West. So you definitely want to tune in for that. It's all on the Locked On MLB podcast feed right now. Follow Locked On MLB on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And now, guys, just to finally go over some quick things in terms of the future of this pod. All right. Tomorrow. Uh, early tomorrow, because I got to do it in time before the Gabe's going to be releasing part two of my chat with uh, Mr. Millard here. And hopefully, uh, depending on how long that goes, I'm going to get in my last take of the, the off season. I guess. Just talk about one thing really quickly about the shift and my takes on that, because Manny Machado shared his thoughts on the shift. So I feel like if Machado's doing it, then I got to do the same thing, too. And then on Thursday, also, for opening day, remember to tune into Locker Room. I will be on there with Miller Thomas, giving our live kind of reactions and breakdown. It's going to be fun. I'm going to get rowdy. I'm going to get unfiltered. That should be a lot of fun. And then Friday's episode, I'll be recapping opening day because that's what you got. I mean, you got to do it. You got to recap the first game. I mean, come on. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait to do that. And then next week, um, I'm going to be recapping the weekend series, probably the the rest of the bunch of the games on that day, and then also doing some preview stuff. And also, whenever I have time, whenever there's an opportunity, I will be uh, posting my chat with Emily Nyman and talking about baseball documentaries and stuff. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Really a lot of fun, and it'll be a nice thing for you guys. So with that all being said, though, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, guys. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever. Overcast, you could check it on there, too. That's the app that I use. Uh, and while you're at it, if you don't mind, send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app. I would greatly, greatly appreciate that. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friar Faithful homies, take care.